Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Nice Girls Reading Naughty Books. I'm your host, Bernadette Walsh, and today we have a very special show. This is our first Romance Roundtable, and the topic is Seasoned Romance. Our panel consists of three leading voices in the seasoned romance genre. We will discuss what is seasoned romance, what are the common elements of books in the seasoned romance genre, and how these books are marketed. Karen Booth is my first guest, and she's a co-founder of the Seasoned Romance Facebook group, which is a group devoted to the promotion of romance with characters 35 and up. Karen is the recipient of several awards, including the RT Magazine's Gold Seal of Excellence. Jennifer Bokel writes Smart Sexy Romance for Smart Sexy Women and is the winner of the Sexy Scribbler Award. And my third guest is Long Island native Jeannie Moon. Jeannie is a USA Today best-selling author of 16 contemporary romances. So welcome to Nice Girls Reading Naughty Books. I'm so pleased that each one of you could join me today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yes. thank you. Yes, no, I, and exciting. it's a little bit of, um, you know, this is the first time we're doing the Romance Roundtable. Hopefully people will find it helpful, and I am very excited. I'm planning on doing some other topics, you know, later in the year. But I've really been interested in season romance for a while because I am also well over 35, and a lot of my um, heroines in my own writing are 35 and over, and I didn't even realize that I was potentially writing seasoned romance until I started hearing more and more about seasoned romance. And actually it was, I think, Jeannie, who had met, who is a fellow Long Island romance writer um, member. And she mentioned it at one of our meetings and the light bulb kind of went on. I was like, I've been doing this all along and I didn't realize it. So Karen, so that's why I'm very, very interested in the show. And that's why I picked this topic for my first romance roundtable because I think there were probably a lot of people who are probably reading seasoned romance and don't even realize it. So, Karen, maybe you could tell us a little bit about the, what what defines season romance. I think there's an age gui- guideline um, of 35 and up. So maybe give us some of your thoughts on that. Right. Um, so Margaret Etheridge, uh, who writes as Maggie Wells, she and I started the group together. So she, Margaret actually coined the phrase seasoned romance. And... Um, you know, part of the problem with writing older characters is that we didn't really know what to call it. We only knew that from a the standpoint of an author who's trying to either market their book or trying to get a traditional deal, um, there are obstacles in place for characters who aren't the magical age of 29. And uh, so... We came up with the guideline of 35 plus only because 35 seems to be the age at which editors start to freak out. They'll be, uh, can you make her a little younger? Can you make her 33 or 32 or again, the magical age of 29, you know, I'm 51. So to me, 35 seems super young, 
but I do think we have to remember that there are, you know, millions of romance readers in their 20s. And, um, you know, so maybe they don't, they don't necessarily want to read about a 50-year-old um, because their parents are in their 50s, just like I don't want to read about a 20-year-old because my kids are in their 20s. And um, so I do think the, 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 I do think these stories in general have more meat on the bones, um, you know, because you're later in life. You have experienced more things. You bring insight, but you also bring baggage into a relationship. And it's just not as cut and dry as you walk into a bar, you meet a hot guy, you hook up, you fall in love, but, you know, there's some, you know, I don't know, you get a job offer or something. You know, there's just, there's more obstacles in place for a seasoned romance. And I think that um, some of those storylines bleed a little bit over into women's fiction. And so I do think we're targeting a different reader. And um, so... Anyway, I don't want to get too much off on a tangent, but that's sort of the uh, nuts and bolts of it. Right. And so so it sounds like the – and, again, I agree with you because I'm 53, and 35 seems really young. And in my character universe, like the youngins are 35. And maybe it's, you know, like you said, it's because a lot of the readers are in their 20s. And also, you know, people want to – you know, think about the happily ever after, after you close the pages of a book. And a lot of times that involves children. And so you think of, you know, you'd want somebody who is in the child rearing age and at least having a child to be a possibility. So I I kind of understand that. Maybe you could talk a little bit more in terms of the different life experiences your heroine has as a seasoned romance heroine, as opposed to the typical romance, you know, just get out of college or just had their first job. Right. I mean, I think it could vary a lot. It could be a woman, if we're talking about the heroines, you know, in a male-female romance, um, you know, maybe she decided that she was just going to focus on her career. And now she's in her mid-40s and realizing that, you know, life is short and maybe her job isn't filling the, you know, void in her heart. <laughs> uh, and so she wants to, so you could have that sort of a life experience, or maybe we're talking about someone who's on their second or third, you know, attempt at, you know, maybe they've been married multiple times. Maybe they've been divorced multiple times. Maybe they've been widowed. And um, so that's sort of the baggage quote unquote, and maybe that's a bad term, but just, you know, you've had life experience that, you know, that's just naturally you're going to bring that into any romantic relationship. I also think, you know, once you're talking about a heroine who's maybe in her 40s, you know, she has responsibilities that are go way beyond just getting up and going to work. You know, maybe she has children. Um, maybe she has parents she needs to care for. Um, you know, maybe she not only has a job, but she volunteers. I just think, you know, at that age in your life, you're more – you're spread thinner. I do think life is more full, but, um, you know, you've just, because you've been around long enough, you're involved with more things. And so it's just not a totally cut and dry process to fall in love with someone. You know, you've, you're set in your ways. You like things a certain way. Um, you know, there's, you could kind of run the whole gamut from small issues to, to big issues. 
Well, I you know what, Karen? Really can good... I? Oh. oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. This is Jennifer. And one thing I was going to say that I personally like about reading and or writing a seasoned romance is I feel like those, you know, new adults fresh out of college into their first job, um, there's a lot of focus. And I do happen to have 20-year-old daughter or daughters that are in their 20s, that there is a lot of focus on, like, finding that, you know, mate and um, setting up that life together. But as you get older, being with somebody is not, like, coupling off isn't as important. So I think you really can have richer characters who have goals beyond just, you know, making it work with the hot guy that they met at the bar. Does that make sense? No, that 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 does make sense. Yeah, I mean, this is Jeannie, and I, I, you know, I'm, I just turned 58, (laughs) like, two days ago. happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday. I think I'm the grandma in the group. Um, you know, oh, so for barely. me, it's what? Yeah, I am. Barely. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> I really am. Um, but I think the thing is that when you're looking and, and I have a, I've, I'm working on a book right now. It's edited. It's coming out in October. My characters are 50 and 51. Um, Ooh. yeah, I'm not messing with good. this. It's, it's like, I'm yeah, really, good. and I'm, and my publisher's excited about it. And the thing that, the thing I, I looked at when I was looking at how this was going to work is when you think about characters in their 50s, and mostly I think it's men or women in this case, it's either going to be one of two things. Either they're going to actively look for a partner or, you know, so we're going to be dealing with situations where they could look at online dating or different kinds of social bu- social groups or things like that. Or it's one of those things where they're established and it comes and it whacks them upside the head and they don't expect it because they figure, I've got a life. I have all of these different things that I can handle and deal with and I don't need anybody. And then all of a sudden they find it's not about need, it's about want. Whereas I think when you're dealing with some younger characters, there's this idea that somehow in many of their minds they need to pair off, like you said, Jen. They're, mm-hmm. they're actively looking for that coupling. Whereas I think with a seasoned romance, you're not looking at a need as much as, oh, well, this is something I guess I really want, and I can have it, so isn't that great? Um, and the, the, the life experience allows for shared experiences, which I think is a, probably a really interesting way to build a relationship. So when you start looking at those characters – and you say, well, what do what do you have with season romance? You have people who have gone through similar things because they've had more time to do it, so they can build that relationship from those shared experiences. Um, that's where interesting things happen. You know, we find those things in common, um, and it's not so much hit or miss because you you will maybe meet people in situations that you don't. Um, where you don't necessarily expect to find a, a, a couple situation, but it kind of evolves out of it, which I find very organic, and I like that. Um, it, it's, you know, I, it's so funny. I think Karen's had this experience with rejections of her books, and um, she's. I think you've gotten some of the probably the harsher rejections, Karen, that I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I, oh I no! Have. You too? Okay. I definitely have um gotten I, I mean mine you know, worked very gentle with my 40 year old heroine 
And now I look mm-hmm. at it and go, she's only 40. Like, really? Like, um, but it, it's, it is about the women. It, it's right. much more about the women being older than the man. Because Karen even said, can you make her younger? Can you right. do something with her age? Oh. It's, it's about her. Um, you can have a 40, 42, 45-year-old man in this story, and it's not going to phase anybody necessarily, but you start to cross that line with the woman, and it, it has to do with that, can she have children or not? Right. And that's really where it's coming from. So Karen, like I, Karen and Jen, obviously you've had some tough rejections. Mine was, well, do you think she could be a little bit younger? You know, it was that kind of thing. And I was like, well, no, the whole point is it starts when she turns 40 and she's having this crisis and, you know, she's had a tough time. If they, no, I can't. Yeah. So, yeah. But, Karen, I know that you didn't. Jen, if you want to, I mean, some of the rejections are brutal on on season row. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, the first book I wrote, I was I wrote it because I had just turned 40. And so in my book, the heroine turns 40, and she has a daughter who's about to leave for college, and she's a single mom. And so this is a big, you know, life transition. And, um, you know, I I didn't totally know what I was doing when I wrote the book. I only knew, you know, I wrote the book I wanted to read. And I didn't like the idea that a lot of times if there is an older character, um, the, you know, the door is closed when it comes to sex. And um, so I just didn't write it that way. I wrote it. I wrote what I wanted to read. And I literally, I had so many editors say to me, you can't write, like can't, you cannot write about a woman in her forties having sex in a romance that is women's fiction I'm, i know oh that is hard done silence on the other end of the line but it's true yeah. <laughs> that is that is harsh it's um, terrible it is awful yeah. but it meanwhile so, you can bring so much more life experience and 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 make such a deeper character for older characters than somebody who's 22 Right. I mean, uh-huh. and, and there's and the audience is growing older. Right. You have these baby uh-huh. boomers who are reading, who are big readers, maybe even more so yep. than some of the younger people. And so oh, why do publishers want, yeah. want to explore that? And they, they have, have more marketing income. Yeah, well, that's it. They have the income and they are the book buyers. They're the ones that are they're not sitting on their phones you know, going through, flipping through radish, you know, and finding these little episodes, um, you know, that they're going to, they're going to throw a few coins at or whatever. Um, They're, they're buying books. They're buying some, they're buying a lot of print books still. They're buying digital. They are buying their books. They're making requests of libraries and saying, can you get this? Tired of reading about 20 year olds. Um, You know, our demographic for romance readers is getting older because our, our, our population is aging. And that's just a fact. That that's right. real. The majority of readers um, with disposable incomes between 45 and 65 outnumbers the number of readers with disposable income in their 20s. So that's yeah. that's just the business end of it. So we we are looking at something that can be really, really, really lucrative. And what I'm finding is that you're starting to get some older heroines filtering in in the rom coms. Yes. Yeah. And 
that's the way I think the publishers are going to move, and that's what they are doing um, with regard to to romances. You know, they're they're moving into that trade paperback with the rom com. Mm-hmm. They're still presenting a romance with a happily ever after and everything else, but because they're putting the cute little covers on them and they they can couch them however they want and essentially what they're doing is they're tricking people into reading romance who've never read it before. Right. That's what they're and doing. so older heroines okay. are, are less threatening if they're funny? I mean, is that the message? Oh, I think that's possibly it. But they allow for those experiences to come in that we talked about, you know, because you can you can wrap humor around it. And remember, a rom-com isn't, you know, slapstick. It's got, they've got humorous, the, the humorous notes, um, but they can have a more... Um, you know, heroin focus on them. So they have that blending that you get with like women's fiction, but they've got that strong central romance and they have the humor and everything else. And basically these writers, they look at the beats like Nora Ephron did it in all her movies. And so they've got that going. And it was, um, there was a book by um, Billy Murnett who, who described how you write a romantic comedy and you can take the beats that are the five, five crucial pieces of the romantic comedy, you can put them over into a book, boom, and there you go. That's what they're buying. So, I mean, it's just, it's crazy um, when you look at it. I asked my agent, I was like, so if I market this as a as a rom-com, she went, uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. I also think so. there's an issue with stock photography because so many publishers and self-pub authors Mm-hmm. Stock oh, just have the and if you try to find a yeah, right. If you try to find a sexy picture of a woman in her forties or fifties, it's. I mean, nope. I just I spent the last six months looking uh, for an image for a cover of a book, and I'm going to have to go with something illustrated because there just isn't out there. Um, well, it's funny that you say that. I I just um, released, and I'm an indie published at this point, so um, I just released a women's fiction title called Johnny Be Good, and that ti- that character for most of that book is in her 60s, but there's some mm-hmm. flashbacks. I obviously cover other areas of her life, and I had to use as my cover a younger version of her holding her son because I couldn't find something that reflected who she was for 80% of the book. So I definitely hear mm-hmm. you on that part. Right. Yeah. Oh. But I would think, I mean, if, if you look at a, a traditional romance, a lot of the times, you know, the author is thinking of obstacles, right, between the her- hero and the heroine. For mm-hmm. an older couple, and sometimes those obstacles are realistic or they have to really stretch to have the obstacles because really when you're young, mm-hmm. what are the obstacles, right? But if you look at an older couple, there are real obstacles for them even to be able to go out on a date, never mind find their sure. happily ever after. And well, right. sure, isn't that more you natural? You might have kids. Yeah. You might have young, younger kids. You might have um, issues with, with real like demanding careers. You could have um, – you could have, I mean, and then because of their life experience, the trust issues and other things that could bear on somebody. I mean, it's, it's so beyond what you might have with somebody who's younger. And it's not that they're not real. It's just that, you know, you have the opportunity to really, really break this out into some stuff like 
some traumatic things that are going on. You might have, you know, like you mentioned, the, the sandwich generation, you know, those of us who are between our parents and our kids and taking care of both. Um, you know, you might have a, a, a somebody at home with dementia that you're dealing right. with or a, a terminal illness and you're acting as caretaker. Um, you might be divorced and have, you know, a deadbeat ex-spouse that all of a sudden, you know, you're the one who's not only taking care of this one or this one or driving carpool or whatever, you have no support. So, yeah, I think it's, I think that the obstacles can be really powerful and um, very real. And just, but the, the, I think the strength in that is that you find a character who manages to deal with it all and show their strength through it. And that gives us those layers, those multidimensional layers that we're not just dealing with, oh, I'm dealing with my first job. Not that that's not hard. We've all been there. Um, but you're looking at not only are they dealing with a career, but they're dealing with all these other things as well. And that shows you the strength and growth of somebody over time. So. And even the physical yeah. insecurities. Again, a lot of times you'll read, and it probably I do find it irritating now that I'm older, reading about some 25-year-old who's upset about her thighs, right? I'm like, honey, <laughs> it only gets worse. But, you know, <laughs> oh, when, uh, gravity sucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. Yeah, what I was about to add, say I, is, like, what about that first romance, you know, that first love scene where – a 50-something has to show her body, and maybe she hadn't shown her body to a man other than her husband for, you know, 30 years. And so that is a lot of, you know, you could make that, I guess, if you, you could make that funny um, in, in a slapstick way, or you could really dig into that character, and, and maybe that's like an obstacle for her even wanting to get physical with someone again, because she's not, mm-hmm. you know, because she has body image issues. Oh, I totally agree. And I think that is, um, you know, all of these things, as as you know, eyesight goes and hearing goes and, and everything, uh, you know, I have the southern migration and the westward expansion is what I feel like goes on in my body. And, um, oh God. and um, yeah, I, I, I think that as we mine into that, but we all have those insecurities and we all have the, you know, the the hearing that isn't as good and the eyesight that isn't as good and and the realizing that we are aging so um i think that that just as other people have said that adds in a layer and um you know being 25 and gorgeous is lovely but that's not how a lot of people are even 25 year olds aren't necessarily you know fashion model beautiful or you know they they don't all look like Chris Hemsworth. Right. So no. <laughs> I I think that there's ways that we can and then like we can bring out the beauty in, you know, all types of people because let's face it, we're all going to age. So and and I can see trying to give a book like that to my twenty two year old daughter, um, and her probably not yet appreciating it. But uh-huh. um you know, but but again, if I were to read a book with a 22-year-old heroine, I might say, oh, here, Libby, I think you'll like this one kind of thing and pass it on to her because it's not, it's not really meant necessarily for me either. Yeah, I don't think every book has to be for every reader. And I think that's yeah. something that is 
finally starting to be recognized that maybe um, the industry is starting to look at and go, oh, well, you know, because, you know, face it, season romance has been making more noise. Um, yes. You know, between the, the group that Karen started, which is like, what do you have, about 3,500 members or something like that? Actually, we're almost at 4,000. It's like Okay, so it's gro- it grows like, like it's been growing like crazy. I think I joined just shy of 2,000 people, and it's gone. You know, it has a lot of readers, and I think that shows, number one, it's a readers and writers group, and it's the strength of, number one, the authors who want to write in the genre, and, two, the readers who are interested in it. It's They're there. They do want this. And it was funny because a friend of mine who beta read my last book, she's 35, and she read my 50-year-old heroine, and she was like, oh, my God, I loved it. And the reason she oh, loved God. it wasn't because – but it, and it wasn't because there was – it's a sweet romance, number one. That's just the way it worked out with it. But she loved it because she said the emotions were real. And I mm-hmm. think when we're dealing with romance, as long as we're genuine and we're presenting genuine feelings, we're presenting real connection with characters – I do think we can cross a lot of those demographic lines. I don't necessarily think it has to be for one or the other. I've read books with heroines and heroes who are in their early 30s, and I'm perfectly – I love them. Um, and mm-hmm. I do think that we 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 can give – you know, and what what she said was, I want this relationship, she goes, this is the relationship I'd want. She goes, the way how settled they are. She goes, how easy they are with each other. She goes, how he's so much different than that average bro you're going to find in their late 20s or early 30s. You know, she said, it's just different. And she said, it's perfect. She goes, it's, it's, so I was, I was very happy because she, she articulated what I believe, that really what this is all about is connecting with readers' emotions, it's not about sex. And right. I think, you know, when they say, yeah. what was it, granny sex? They call it granny sex. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and um, it's like, that's, um, that's not, you got that. Who got the granny sex comment? It wasn't me. Um, it was a, uh, it wasn't me either. It was uh-huh. uh, one of the more prominent authors in the season romance. I think it was Sandra Antonelli, actually, who's okay. from Australia. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, I think so. And she was at a dinner. It might have been at the RWA in Australia. Anyway, it was a someone from a publisher said that at dinner. No one wants to read granny sex about characters That's older than too. 40. That's harsh, too. Yeah. yeah, it's super harsh. It's also ignorant. Yeah. It's a completely yeah. ignorant statement to make. Yes, it is. Yeah, and, I, I agree. I agree. Like, as, as if we, you know, as women, which this is, it goes beyond seasoned romance, but we as women lose our, you know, place or our usefulness if we can't produce a child. I, like, that that I take personal umbrage with. Mm-hmm. Right, of course. That because then thought, it's just yeah. tying our worth to fertility. And that's, I mean, yeah. so much of this is wrapped up in that. And so much of it is wrapped up in um, sexism. And just the mm-hmm. way women are perceived and the things that we're valued for. Exactly. Yeah. 
And and that's one of the things when I talk about season romance is that it's not about the sex. It's not about the sex. It's not right. about that. It's about the relationships and how the relationships are different when people are older. And it's simply because their lives have changed. You're you're a different person in the in your fifties, I hope, than you were in your forties or your thirties or your twenties. Yeah. You know, it's it's that's it. And and somebody said, well, what about sex? And I go, what about it? Like, what, what do you want to know? It's pretty much the mechanics are still the same. It's just you right. know, I, like I don't know. I. And and that's it. So I think when when people think about season romance, they do obsess on the wrong things, or they focus on the wrong things. Um, and I think that's out of that that misogyny, sexism that that comes with the idea that women only have worth if they're producing children, and those years beyond fertility are not as valuable, and therefore they lose their appeal as a sexual being or somebody who Correct. is desired. Correct, but I mean, this is like this is our genre, ladies. The romance genre is ours, and so we need to keep writing those books. And mm-hmm. because I, I believe that the readers are well. I mean, we've proven that the readers are out there. Yep. And um, Jeannie, I'm excited for your book when whenever it comes out. That's October 29th, but I'll talk about it later. October yeah. 29th. Okay, October 29th. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited, and. Um, I was so excited when my publisher put out a call and I I talked to her and I because I, I write for Thule Publishing and that's Jane Porter who is the publisher and the editorial director is wonderful. And I said, well, I think I could do this. And she said, in their 50s? I said, in their 50s? She said, all right. She said, go. And she said, you've got to place a slot on the schedule for next year. She said, so go. And Oh, exciting. Yeah. Yeah, so we were very excited about it, and the, there's it's getting some good buzz, so oh, um, sure. already. So it's like we're we're I'm happy about it. It's I think it'll be, you know, I mean, it's one of those things where, it, you know, I, I sat down and I wanted to plot this out, and and I thought about, and one of the things I know that we talked about when we were we were talking about this panel is what kind of genres or subgenres tropes um, work with season romance. And at one time, point I joked and I said, well, everything but the secret baby. But even then you could do a secret baby if that secret baby is 15. Right. Yeah. Really. <laughs> secret you know, teenager. Yeah, you could have a teenager or whatever. But somebody said, well, what tropes work better? And I went, all tropes can work. I like, and, right. and I don't know if anybody else wants to jump in on this, but the beauty of a season, of season romance is that it covers any trope, it covers any category, you know, because season romance is technically a category. It's like YA um, because right. it's an age group. It crosses all categories, all genres and subgenres, and it crosses race, sexual orientation, um, it crosses ethnicity, religion. Everything, because right. all of these people age, no matter who right. you are, no matter what the color of your skin, no matter who you love, you're, we're all getting older. And that's the beauty of season romance is it's not limited. And so it's, you know, I mean, what do you, I mean, what, 
what are some of the books that you guys have found have been the ones that touch you? I mean, it's I, I just I'm curious about that. So, well, I was going to say that as I as I started off the show, I had been writing seasoned romance my entire career and just didn't realize it because almost all my characters mm-hmm. are over 35, and I just finished my paranormal series called The Reluctant Witch. And all of those characters are 35 and up. And I ended the last one. She was on the cusp of 40 and just got married Mm -hmm. for the first time. And so, you know, my first book, which was Gold Coast Wives, was a rom-com. And again, that character was coming up to 40. And that was an integral part of of the storyline. So, you know, I agree with you, Jeannie. I think almost any genre can incorporate older characters. I guess one thing I wanted to ask, I know that the season romance focuses on the um, the romance between the people who are a little bit older, but have you seen stories that kind of have both, like maybe a secondary character, like a daughter or a cousin or somebody who is younger? And does that maybe kind of make the, the publishers a little bit uh, more comfortable because you have kind of two romances happening here? Have, has anyone seen anything like that? Um. I'm trying, I'm trying to, think. to think. I don't know I, if I have. Yeah, I, to I'm be sure honest, I'm sure it exists. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Ray and Thane just had a book come out last year called The Cliff House, and um, it came out with HQN, and it's 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 a romantic, it's a, it's a women's fiction, but it's because the points of view are really mostly, I should say mostly, from the women. Um, it's three women. One is 40. One is, and the other two, I think, are in their late 20s, early 30s. And they're all connected. They're a family, connected family. And um, they, so there's the 40-year-old and then the two younger women. And all three of them have a romance in this story. Um, so they all, we have three happily ever afters at the, at the end of the story. Um, nice. But okay. so, yeah, it was really nicely done. It, it was really, really beautifully done, but she's so talented. Like she just gets it. And she's had a couple of her books in some of her different series with the characters being older. I'm trying to think there was um, Susan Wiggs, I think had some, I'm just trying to think of which book it was. She had some, some parallel relationships um, going on um, in some of her stories. So I, I think it's out there. It's just, you know, you have to remember Susan Wiggs, is, she's she's a romance author at heart, and she will tell you that, and she writes romance in all her books. But right now she's going out as this big, she gets big mainstream um, contracts and hardcovers and everything else. Um, but she, she'll tell you. She goes, oh, I, I'm a romance author. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's who I am. But so she's got all this going on, but her books are so big that I think that gives her room to do it. And I don't think it's as easy if somebody say writing those, you know, those Harlequins that have that strict word count limit, or if you know that you're writing, and even if you've got a 75,000 word count limit, I think it's easier if you're actually classified as women's fiction, because then you tend to write a longer book. Right. Does that make sense? So, that, uh, but I have seen a couple. Like I said, the Cliff House is was more one accepting of, was good. of these older heroines. Then, is there a seasoned women's fiction? Oh, I don't think so. I think women's fiction can kind of go all over the place. I've I've seen that. You know, I mean, you've got women in, at all different ages and 
in women's fiction. So right. So it's more. I mean, Kristen Hagen's crossed over, and she wrote. She wrote older. She has women in their forties and fifties, and you know, it's. I don't think that's it necessarily. I think it's just you know. I think we just have to remember romance is tropey, you know, and that's okay. That's what our readers want. You know, it's a genre. There are genre expectations, and and there are tropes. But I think any trope will work. I don't think it should be limited. Romance is romance. And so what have you guys seen in terms of the silver romance, the heroines who are a little bit higher in the age um, continuum? You mean how old? Well, you know, is there a market for a 60-year-old or an above romance? Like where is the, where is the ceiling on, on what you're seeing in terms of heroines' ages? I mean, we definitely have people in the season romance group who who are, who are writing romances about people in their 60s and 70s. You know, it's just, it's hard to gauge what the audience is because we have, there's so much bias from a publisher standpoint, which means almost, mm-hmm. you know, the vast majority of our authors are indie published. Most are also later in life, so they have, they're juggling kids and career and parents and you know, other responsibilities. And so, you know, very few of them are full-time writers. And um, so I know that those books are out there. Um, and, but it, it is hard to gauge exactly what the audience is. But, you know, it's like you look at, you know, like Grace and Frankie, you know, the popularity mm-hmm. of that show. And we're talking about two female characters who, I mean, so much of that show is about their sexuality and their love life. And mm-hmm. so there's no reason why the popularity of that can't, you know, uh, you know, oh, God, I have my, my 51-year-old yeah, no. brain is not working today, but it can't translate. No, that's the word I'm I, looking for. Why it can't transition. Yeah. I think that's an excellent example because, I, I mean, I was a huge fan of that show. And if people are willing to actually see older people you know, physically having sex. I mean, I know it was a little closed door, but they are kissing and everything else. So why could, so if that was able to find an audience, why couldn't a story writing about it find an audience? Right. There was, yeah, there was a agree. book of, yeah, there was a book of, um, in two, it came out in 2000 from Thorndike Press. So it was a mainstream press and it was called Julian Romeo by Jean Ray. And both characters, it was, most definitely a romance were in their 60s um and their families were horrified to learn they were getting it on you know it was and they there was sex on the page in that book and it was funny and light and sweet and wonderful and they were exploring this after having their kids and their grandkids and everything else um and it just you know, then she had a couple of books that went after, like they, they had their happy ever after at the end. And then she followed up. I think there were two others in the series. Um, they were wonderful. And it just made me think this came out, you know, 20 years ago. So this is, but it never took off the way it should. It got five star reviews. It was, you know, everybody loved it. It raved about it, but it was like, it was this quirky little anomaly and I'm like, why didn't people jump on the bandwagon? <laughs> like, you, you had a shot there, and they didn't. Um, but that was one with in their 60s, and I always tell people, and they go, 
if there isn't anything, and I go, actually, there is. I go, it's just not a lot. So, but it is out there. It is out there. Well, it, uh, it would be interesting to see if this takes hold a little bit more. Again, given the aging of the baby boomers. I mean, they're they are a generation who has who have influenced, you know, so many products as they've aged up, right? You know, from the and shortage I think Gen of X. I really think Correct. right now what we're looking at is Gen X as really? they get older. Yeah. So I, yeah. I'm I'm a representative of Gen X, and I would say, yeah, I I'm happy that we're finally getting some attention. I think but, we all um, are. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of at the ta- I'm a tail end boomer, guys. Like okay. technically, <laughs> I identify yeah. more with Gen X, but I'm like at that. I'm a, I'm what they call a late boomer. A late so, boomer. Okay. I know, but no, it's, it's just don't okay boomer to me. That's okay. We're fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay boomer. <laughs> My my son did that to me the other day, and I was like, "Excuse Uh-oh. me, did you just say that out loud? Like, stop it!" Yeah. Uh, somebody but, has to find someplace else to quarantine, I believe. Yeah, he right. might have to because he's my only one home, and I gave be like, "Yeah, you just go stay in your room. <laughs> food? You want food? Go get some." Like, yeah. yeah, I um, I actually was able to write a um, I'm I write a romantic suspense series for Harlequin and I did a um one of the the short online reads where you release a chapter a day for like a month or whatever and mm-hmm. um and it was a they were spin-off characters from the series I'm currently writing and they were both in their 40s and um you know I I submitted my proposal and 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 waited to see if I was going to get the whole they need to be younger um, the heroine's daughter is in her 20s, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they, my editor let me do it, and they published it, and and everybody read it, and, and nobody, there was not one comment that came out about the book, you know, the, the ages of the, the hero and the heroine being a problem. That's awesome. Yeah, so I was happy yeah. to see that. I found I found Harlequin to be you know because I also write for Harlequin I write for Desire, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. I'm just sort of perpetually pushing my <laughs> characters older. Um, yeah, and I have a trilogy that comes out. The first book comes out. It's September, October, November. And oh, it's about, congratulations! Thanks. Mm-hmm. It's about three women who are all married to the same man, not at the same time. Okay, um, but he. <laughs> He dies unexpectedly, and he leaves his sort of controlling interest of the his company to his three wives. And they're all very different, and they have a lot of reason to not like each other. Mm-hmm. But they realize that the only control they have, they have more power if they work together, basically. And oh, that um, sounds really cool. That sounds yeah, so very the oldest, fun. Very yeah, I think fun. the youngest, the youngest, uh, heroine in that series is 38 but then they go up to their mid 40s and then I actually I'm writing a book so one of the longest running series with Desire is Texas Cattlemen's Club and it's mm-hmm. been okay. running yeah but anyway so the the these books will come out in 2021 and I'm writing the third book in the series but the second book um, the heroine is 48 and actually, nice. that one, the the hero, I think, is thirty five. Um, hey, but good for you. And that's, and that's actually, 
That's Harlequin <laughs> making that decision, not an author. That's Harlequin mm-hmm, yeah. editorial saying we want an older heroine. And they gave me a 38-year-old heroine, so definitely not, mm-hmm. you know. And she's she's divorced, and she got left at the altar once, and um, she has all kinds of fun history. But so I do think um, – but, you know, it's, again, that's one of those things where it's like it's for an author, it's a hard thing to get to do out of the box, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think you'd have to have the right hook. You'd have to have the right premise. Um, but, you know, well, then once you have your foot in the door and you're putting out books regularly, then you can then you have the relationships and you can push things a little yeah. more. Exactly. Yeah, I like I was going to say that because my um, the continuation of my series, there was three books that came out last year and the year before, and, and those, those heroes and heroines were probably more, you know, the late 20s, early 30s, and then the, the trilogy, I got another miniseries, and it, it has continued, and it's four books, and, and they, you know, I, I push, I, I agree, I push it a little bit with the ages and make them a little bit older, and um and you know, with the the online read with them being forty, but so I agree that um, but that I'm I'm excited for your releases too. Those sound like fun books as well. Yeah, I still have to edit I, the third one, but <laughs> yeah. they should be they should be good. And yeah, I want to change this a little bit, um, uh, but maybe we can focus on it a little bit more. Um, you know, what what type of marketing or different types of marketing? should you be doing in terms of season romance? And is there, have there been any um, studies done through publishers or elsewhere about who is actually reading season romance and how to reach them? So, uh, so in preparing for this, I did kind of look into um, season romance and I, I didn't find any studies per se as to who was reading them, but it does look like BookBub has seasoned romance as a category. And, um, and, first of all, I was kind of surprised to learn that a lot of them are selling as eBooks. Now it could be Karen, as you said, a lot of these are being published as indie books. So Mm -hmm. they might not have a print equivalent to them. They might've just been released as, you know, as a, as an eBook themselves, but um, you know, they're selling well as eBooks. The people who buy them are, uh, call themselves empty nesters. A lot of them are retired. Again, a lot of the things we talked about where the boomers have the disposable income, Gen X has the disposable income, and also the ability to maybe sit down and read a book. And um, and these are books that they're definitely looking for. And um, and as far as marketing a, a, um, a book, a seasoned romance, I think a lot of this is obviously social media and I would probably focus mostly on um, Facebook because mm-hmm. that's where a lot of that, like that demographic, you know, you have 81% of people between 35 and uh, 55 have a uh, Facebook where like 31% of them have Instagram. So I, I would, you know, if I were going to market one of these books and try to re- reach readers, I would go where they are, and that would be Facebook. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Absolutely. That's yep. where that's where they are. That's where the readers are. Um, 
you know, it's funny. I have a friend who writes YA, and she said, she said, yeah, well, I'm on Facebook. I said, yeah, the kids aren't on Facebook. Yeah, they no, left when yeah. their parents got there. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. they, <laughs> like, you know, as soon as their parents got onto Facebook and their grandparents got onto Facebook, <laughs> the kids yeah. all left. So they're not there. Yeah, because they. But I agree. We I agree with you, them. Jen. Facebook definitely. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, my 15 year old has informed me the only reason she has Facebook is if I and tag mm-hmm. her, then she can like you know when my aunt in Virginia says, "Oh Sydney, I'm so proud of you," she can say thank you to her that kind of thing. Okay, <laughs> that's the only reason she has it so that you know mm-hmm. she can sort of connect with all of us old fogies and social yeah. media. <laughs> but um. And then, yeah, and it was interesting to, like, looking at the different social media, like, nobody over 40 is on Snapchat. I, you know, I think you mm-hmm. go on a list if you get on Snapchat for more, you know. But, um, yeah, so that's that would be, you know, how I would suggest people reach readers. And then um, the other way would, would be through the Facebook group mm-hmm. because there's so many yep. people. And we do actually have now, um, and I'm, I'm president of this chapter, but uh, Romance Writers of America does have a um, seasoned romance chapter. It started in um, January of 2020. So we're, we're brand new, but we have 15 members, which I think is pretty good for mm-hmm. um, a brand new chapter. So, yeah. I'm sorry, so how many members yeah. did you say you have? We have 50, actually 51 members. All right. Well, you'll have 52 after this because I wasn't aware of it, so I think I'll be joining. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'll send you the link. Absolutely. So, yeah, and we we just had Beverly Jenkins. She did a a Zoom workshop for us, and, you know, she's fabulous. She, you know, she was talking about writing seasoned um, characters, you know, the, one of the differences is just that they've had so many more life experiences, which we've said, but it gives you more that you can do because when you are 2018, whatever, you know, what do you know? And a lot of the book is about discovering yourself, but if you know yourself, you can, you can tackle larger problems, mm-hmm. which is always, I think, more fun to write at least. And it's not well, yeah, you know yourself I, I agree better, with you. right? But life is a journey, right? So you, you, yeah. there's still more room to grow. I, I, I'm 53, but I, I think I have a lot more to learn. So, but you're right. You're starting off at a base where you do know you hopefully know yourself a little bit better than you did at 20. So, yeah. Well, I'm excited to join that group for sure. And oh, so, good. you know, good. I think, Thanks. I think this has been a really interesting. Um, hopefully, our, our listeners will find this is interesting and helpful because I think it's a matter of if, if you write it, they will come. And there are so many great stories that can be told about these older characters. And so it sounds like a lot of it is overcoming some of the bias on the industry, but mm-hmm. there are other avenues to reach, reach author, I mean, reach readers, which is indie. And then, as you said, working with your publishers, sh- showing them with each book, there is an audience for it. And as you said, maybe doing a little bit of age creep with, with each manuscript. So yeah, so I, I like think this H-creep. has been really helpful. H-creep, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, maybe we could, um, I think we're running a little bit out of time. What I'd like to do is let our listeners um, hear from each of you about what you're working on, where they can find you. So let's start with Karen Booth first. 
Um, yeah, so as I mentioned, I have a trilogy that comes out this fall, September, October, and November from Harlequin Desire, and it's called The Sterling Wives, and it's about those three women who were all married to the same uh, guy. And then um, I actually haven't formally announced this, but I have a, um, a seasoned trilogy that will be um, self-pubbed, and the first book, Jeannie, you and I need to do some co-promotion because my first book is going to come out November 10th. Oh, perfect. And, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's about the trilogy is about three women who all work in um, the cosmetic and fashion industry in New York. And the first book is called um, Gray Hair, Don't Care. And um, it's about a woman who's a makeup artist and she uh, spent her whole life making other women beautiful. And then she goes gray and men start to notice her. And um, oh. so, so oh. she, she, she takes on this whole new kind of, it's a little bit of, well, not a makeover story because it just kind of happens. But it, it okay. the thing I like a lot about it is it really challenges a lot of notions we have about beauty standards. And, um, and again, it's another topic we've talked about, how that translates into a quote-unquote a woman's worth. Um, so anyway, so the first book in that will come out in November. Oh, congratulations. Well, I'm definitely going to have Thank to read you. that because I have quarantine gray hair, and I actually have been okay. coloring my – I went gray very, very early, so I've been coloring my hair for over 30 years, and I've just decided this is the time to stop. So I've got an inch of gray hair. So I'm definitely – and it's definitely hard, right, because – you're looking at it you're like, is this the right to go? You know, so we'll see after we get out of quarantine if I'm able to stick with it um, or mm-hmm. right. succumb to the, to the die. But, um, but that sounds like a fantastic book, so I'm looking forward to, uh, to, to reading that. Now, maybe you could tell people where they can find you online? Um, they can find me in the Seasoned Romance group on Facebook, and you can just find me as Karen Booth on Facebook. And then uh, I have a website, karenbooth.net. Those are probably the main main ways to find me. Okay, great. And now, Jennifer, maybe you could tell us a little bit about what you're working on and where people can find you online. Sure, sure. So I do have a website. It's Jen, J-E-N, vocal, B as in Benjamin, O-K-A-L.com. Um, on, I'm on Facebook, uh, Jennifer D. Bocal. I have a page. And um, – I have a book coming out with Harlequin Romantic Suspense. It's part of um, their continuity, the Colton continuity. It's coming out in September. And um, the heroine in that book, it's a reunion romance. And both the hero and the heroine are in their 30s, but the heroine is a widow, which did, I feel like, gave her a little gravitas to her character, dealing with grief and then coming back into dating. Um, but it was, it was a great, fun book to write, and, and I think uh, readers will enjoy it. And then the second book in my um, Rocky Mountain Justice Wyoming Night series is coming out in November, and it uh, will be entitled um, The Agent's Mountain Rescue. Oh, great. That sounds great. Now, Jeannie, maybe tell us oh, a little bit. You. you told us a little bit, but maybe you can cap what you're working on. Yeah, I am. Um, 
I had a book come out last August, and both my characters were in their mid to upper 30s. Um, that was All of Me, which is part of Compass Cove. Um, but the book I have coming out in October, it's October 29th. It's coming out with Thule. It is a Christmas book. Um, it's called Christmas in Angel Harbor, so I've created another new small town, and both my hero and heroine are, like I said, they're 50 and 51. They are both, um, it's a reunion story of sorts, of friends to lovers. Um, people can find me at com, and um, I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, all the usual all the usual haunts. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm excited about the holiday story. It's, um, you know, my heroine is going through quite a change, a big change in her life, and so is he. Um, he's transitioning and pivoting his own career. So they're both coming back um, to each other at a, a time of big change in their lives. Exciting. Well, anyway, I want to thank I want to thank the panelists for being on the show and. Um, participating in this experiment of a romance roundtable. I thought it worked out really, really well, and I, I think people will have a great response. So I would um, encourage all of you to please keep in touch um, on the next uh, reading books, book fan page. I like to keep people updated on, on uh, our guest, um, you know, releases and other information. You can please, um, again, please keep in touch, and I'd like to post some of that um, as you have releases. Um, Oh, thank and you. I'm looking forward to connecting with all of you on the Season Romance WA group, and also I've already joined the Facebook um, page. So um, I think you, know, you guys are doing important work, and I, I think, you know, two or three years from now, I think it'll be a very different uh, landscape. Again, I think, you know, if you write it, they will come, and I think they, I think this is an area that will only grow. So, um, again, I want to thank all of you for, for being my guests. Um, I really do appreciate it. Um just to um, update people on the show, again, I'm going to be looking at having future roundtables um, with other genre focuses, so um, keep, keep your ears out for that. Um, I've also used my quarantine to upgrade my Pinterest, so I now have a Nice Girls Reading Naughty Books Pinterest board where I will include all the links and I'll also include covers from my guests. Um, also, I have a page on my website about um, Nine Scores Reading Naughty Books. And again, I list all of my upcoming guests. So please check out um, my website, BernadetteWalsh.com. Also, please join the Nine Scores Reading Naughty Books Facebook fan page because that's another place where you can find out all the information about the show. Also about some of my, um, my books. Uh, as I said, I've been writing seasoned romance and seasoned women's fiction for quite some time and didn't even realize it. But my latest book, Johnny Big, which has a character in her 60s, is out and available. And also my latest release, The Reluctant Witch, which is a paranormal romance and also has um, a family of Irish witches based here on Long Island. And they're, they're all over 35 as well. So again, information about the show and my books can be found on my website, BernadetteWalsh.com. So thanks again for joining me. This is Bernadette Walsh. Thanks for having us. Nice girls. Thank yes, you. Thanks, everyone. And um, I, we will see you next time. Bye-bye. 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 Bye.